Hey guys, it's Monet here. I just wanted to pop in really quick and say that a few podcasts ago, the one about stereotypes, I made some comments that may have been insensitive and not fully knowledgeable. Shocker, Monet not knowing things, I know, about black Australians. But I wanted to pop in and say I'm sorry. It was never my intention to offend anyone. And thank you at Bottle Brush Boy, who came in the DM, slid in. He's an English teacher and taught me so much about um, indigenous Australian culture. And uh, now I know about the white Australian policy, um, black Aboriginal folk, and all of that stuff. So thank you so much. And again, one love. Love you guys. Hey guys, listen, this is a little trigger warning we're going to put at the top of the episode so you all know. Yes, yes, we are yes. talking about some really heavy stuff. It's all about racial injustices. There is talk about murder. There's there's discussion of sexual assault, um, police brutality. So if any of that triggers you, this was really fucking emotional. So just if any of that is not good for you, then please sit this one out. Stop it. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Today we discuss what's going on in America. Hey girl, how are you? Good girl, how are you? Um, I think that in this moment, I'm probably more affected than I've been at any point during all of this um, this madness. I don't even feel like myself, to be honest. I was wondering if we were gonna even be able to do this. Um, I just done like an interview with um, Eureka and Shangela mm-hmm. and I just woke up to some really disturbing stuff on the internet and then I decided to watch the news because the president was going to be addressing the nation and I I like got chills. It was like this probably the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life to be honest. Well, I I, I did not see the well, just so you guys know, today is it is currently the 1st of June um at about 7:30 p.m on um 2020 just so we're all clear because i know with with all of this like a lot of things are probably going to happen quickly and change quickly so we just wanted to let you guys know where we're at and what's going on currently um so that when this is released whatever happens between between now and the release that we're we're, so we're we're as current as we can for right now yeah so woke up to this tweet from donald trump that i don't know how it scrolled across my um my platform but i want to read it to you okay Mm mm-hmm um, which I couldn't believe it. It said, um, he was quoting someone that says, I don't see any indication that we're, that there were any white supremacist groups mixing in. This is an Antifa organization. It seems that they're the first time we saw it in a major city was Occupy Wall Street. It's the same mindset. And then Donald Trump quoted that and said, true. And it was really weird to see that Donald Trump had woken up that morning and tweeted out at 8.20. His first tweet of the day was him absolving um, white White supremacists of any uh, wrongdoing in what we're we're currently going through. Um, And I just could not believe that the president was tweeting in support of white supremacists using the words white supremacist group. Well, he actually spelled supremacist wrong. He said supremacist. 
Surprise. But he said, um, uh, he tweeted out defending white supremacist groups, which was insane. Well, I mean, for me at this point, that is not shocking to me. I think that throughout uh, Trump's tenure, uh, for lack of a better word, as a president of the America, I mean, of, as the president of the United States, I think that he has always had this trust and, dare I say, love for white supremacist organizations. So that's not shocking to me. But you would think that in a time like this where the country is so heated and so, well, not even divided. We actually have a lot of people who are on the side of, um, of, uh, sorry, my phone. We, we, we have a lot of people who are, who are really realizing, um, and are becoming more woke in, in terms of race relations. Like you have people who, as Trixie put, who are non-racist being, who are switching to being anti-racist. And I think that you think that something in the room, someone in the briefing, someone in the room, someone would say, that he would have some kind of a, of awakening to that, but um, I'm not shocked that he is praising these people because his pattern of behavior has proven that that is the side of history that he wants to be on. Yeah, but it's just the audacity. And then, so then I was um, just watching the news because Trump was addressing the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're watching these protesters who are truly truly peaceful protesters they're sitting there with their hands yeah. up saying uh-huh. hands up don't shoot they're singing and then these um what looks like maybe military officers or just heavily armed police march in on horses with riot gear and they started launching tear gas into the crowds like i'm into watching it on tv and the reporters are like this is they, they were they, the reporters were like they weren't doing anything they were like, I'm telling you, we were here. They just weren't doing anything. And then the police started launching tear gas into the crowds. Um, and then the president comes out and he says that he is asking for all of the governors to de- to um, deploy military troops using the National Guard to come in. And if they don't do it, he will do it. For them, against their will. So he's essentially just said that no matter what, they will be deploying U.S. military troops on U.S. citizens in the United States of America. And then I watched him tell everyone in D.C. that he was enacting a 7 o'clock curfew, and he told them at 6.30. Yeah. This is similar to what happened at 6.30. He was like, if you're... Go ahead. This happened in LA over the weekend. They they said it was going to be an eight o'clock curfew, and then they pushed the curfew to six o'clock, and which they they started selling people at like five thirty five five forty five. Like the broadcast over people's cell phones, like those like emergency alerts. It came out at at five thirty that the curfew was six o'clock or at five forty five. Sorry. So people who are on the front lines. Um, in California, in LA County, they're getting this while they're there, and 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 you know, I was on the protest. I'm sure you you've done protests before. When you are, when you're marching and you're and you're rallying and you're protesting, you're not on your phone. In fact, many of the things we've seen from from people like ALC and and like and, and celebrities, it says leave your cell phones at home. So don't even bring them. So you're sending this over a telephone broadcast when a people don't have their phones and b you're not even looking at your phone because you're you're set and you're focused on rallying and marching. So it is a trap to 
to incarcerate people, to get them in trouble, and to get them fired on by rubber bullets. I've seen so many reports. There was a really big story going around this morning about this about this woman who was on the front lines. She got and she she was bleeding on like I mean bloody murder on her face because she got a rubber grenade launched into her into her forehead. There was this guy who got a one launched into his eyeball, all for protesting and marching peacefully for the for the majority of people who are protesting and marching. So it seems like the government is attacking its citizens in a very violent uh, and very I don't toxic. think it seems like. I think it is what's happening. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't seem like people are being attacked violently. People, I mean, if you said a woman was bleeding, that's violent. Yeah. And I'm, I just watched them launch tear gas into a crowd of pr- protesters. So they were trying to clear out a path between the Rose Garden and some church that apparently every U.S. president goes to. Uh, um, <clears throat> and so the president could go over there for a photo opportunity. He just delivered this really weird speech where he's like, I am the, your law and order president and I will restore law order and I will do it now. Um, but and you know, these are all then, the things that Trump um, uh, 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 um, campaigned on. He campaigned that he will be this no-nonsense, tough, a uh, very toxic president. And I think that, so like when like people are like surprised, I'm like, he literally, like this is what he said he would do. He said, I'm going to be all these things. When he was making fun of Muslims, when he was uh, making fun of um, people who were disabled, when he was saying that, I, he was saying, I can stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I will shoot someone in the face. That was to me, that was a major act of violence. And I think that he's coming through in all those promises that he campaigned on and won. Well, it's also a, a, a makes me wonder too because like you kind of just grow up under the assumption that this could not happen in this country right you grow up under the assumption that this happens this does happen like we all see it happen Mm -hmm. is a thing but you kind of just grow up under the assumption that it just cannot possibly happen in these united states of america and what makes it really uncomfortable is that i am fully watching it happen in these United States of America. Of America. And yeah. there was a moment where I, you know, it's one of those things where I, where it makes me wonder because, you know, as uh, whenever you grow, there's growing pains. And if you, you, when you grow, you have to change everything. You have to change your clothes. You have to change your shoes. Otherwise, what's going on is just uncomfortable. So America is growing, yeah. but it's not changing its clothes. It's not changing its scarf. It's just stuck in its old, it's literally stuck in its old ways, but the country's still growing. The demographic is growing and changing. People are changing every day. Yeah. And there are some people, you know, as, the, as you get closer and closer to equality, once you, there is no gaining of power without a loss of power. Yeah. And, and 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 the shift will not be easy. And as we get closer and closer to equality, that is when people who were up here before start to feel oppressed. So now they yeah. feel like something. I mean, I got really up insane today. Some fucking. Um, do you know Ben Masters, the porn star? Ben Masters, the porn star. I do not. I can look him up. Real He's quick, his though. porn. Yeah, look him up. He's his porn star. And maybe I, we can. Uh, Grab a timestamp and throw it up in the video at this point as well. Um, what's the, um, anyway, so he is this porn star who tweeted out this insane video. What did he say? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's better if I just play it for you. Listen to this shit. 
And two months ago, I went to the liquor store to get a bottle of wine, and a black guy walked in, and he asked if I could give him money, and I said, I'm sorry. And he responded saying, don't say, I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry, like a man. And I'm sorry, uh, it's just how I speak, unfortunately. I'm totally not trying to be negative or discredit anything. And he does this, and he goes a bunch of stories about how black people have done him wrong at some point. And at mm-hmm. the very end, he's like, so that's why I'm not going to march in Black Lives Matter. And if those people come to, like, the Pride Parade, then maybe I'll go to a Black Lives Matter. And what was making me like, think to myself, I was like, do you, first of all, the thickness and denseness of this fucking, there's this new term around, it's twink, where they spell K with three Ks in it. And I was like, for you to think that you... First of all, do you think there is going to be a Pride Parade this year? That's just one. There's not going to be a Pride Parade this year. And then the fact that he felt so comfortable to post something like this online. And I think it is because people like the president have emboldened people to have opinions like this. And come forward and say things. And it's now in vogue to be racist and problematic uh-huh. and that the the fucking math gala dj whatever his name is do you remember oh I yeah remember his name i don't I, what fucking, is what is what, what is the meth gala dj I, I can, I can find his i can find his real i can find it um because um nick meth was over here we were like going back and forth his name is alec brian letty um, alec brian and letty. i can there see we go. so the meth gala for anyone who doesn't know meth gala was uh there was this party in hell's kitchen um, where all the gay, it was in the height of quarantine, girl, and they all got the together height. and did drugs girl, and did a ra- like a, it was a rave. You know what a rave is? Is where you go. A circuit party is where you go. You do drugs. You drink. You get dance all night out, until like dance. seven o'clock in the fucking morning, and you're drunk, you're high and drunk until the next day. But what the gag was, you had so many people prominent in nightlife. There was this one guy who was a porn star, and the gag was a week before or a few days before he did a whole interview saying like how he was spending quarantine, how he was isolating. Um, Ian Frostock, Ian Frostock, Frostock, whatever his name is, how he was, how he was really getting right during quarantine and just being by himself, and isolating. Cut to he's literally at he. he I don't know if he was throwing the party, but he was at this party and tweeting to his like 50,000 followers, or was it 10,000? Anyway, he had between 10 and 50,000 followers, somewhere between there, and he's like showing everyone his party, and then Nidra Bell, aka, do you, do you know Nidra Bell, Chris Weaver? I know Nidra Bell from The Voice. Yeah, Nidra Bell from The Voice was there. I mean, in front center in the camera, Kiki and woo, woo, kitty, kiki, ka. And then all these, the next day, this video started making the rounds. And girl, people were letting them have it. People were going off on them left, right, and center. And they, a lot of them ended up deleting their profiles. Like, I mean, who, who people like identified them. But Nidra Bell was weird. She made a statement um, after the whole thing. She did a live and she, and she was talking about it. And, but nowhere in, in her, um, in her post, was she was she sorry? She was apologetic, but she never said the words "I'm sorry." And it made me think of something that you were talking about. Yeah, you can be apologetic, but what are you doing to atone for that? Like, okay, then do a digital live show and contribute all the money to yada 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 yada. But it was just very, very that, and it just felt very insensitive and not even being truly sorry for their actions. It was really kind of it's it was wild. So this, um, anyways, the DJ of that party uh, posted this on um, Facebook. It says, so I get hired to DJ a cute house party of 20 to 30 people during a pandemic in hopes to just have one fun night in lieu of the social distancing and COVID. 
Also to bring back a glimmer of hope that COVID will be over soon and we can all really be back together again. And somehow I put thousands of lives at risk and even become a meth head clown. How fun. But now somehow half the country can ride on the streets, destroying cars, homes, attacking the police in groups of hundreds because they think it is a form of protesting to get justice. Although the police officer was charged with murder and is in jail, so not sure why we're all rioting since it's never a, since it's never a protest. But a herd of sheep, is, if, if one says bah, they all say bah. People cannot think independently of the social majority, so just herd with the rest of the sheep out there. Also, good deductive reasoning that could help. Uh, that could be very helpful to a lot of you. A bunch of silly hypocrites, and it's interesting to me that people think that the protests, the riots, and the looting are all because of just one incident. So I feel like all these people who are emboldened to say all these problematic things, it's because we have the leader of our country saying these things on their Twitter. I just found a random tweet of Trump tweeting the N-word back in 2013. Really? Um, and that's the president of the United States of America. Oh, yeah. It comes from the top down. People see the person who is who, who has the most power is in the highest office in the land. If they say, oh, if he can do that, <laughs> look at me. Of course I can. You know what I mean? Like, he has emboldened all these people. And uh, uh, and this this uh, this DJ guy who, t- who tweeted that he just one of millions of people who feel and are acting this way. The guy who owns um, Schmackery Cookies down on 45th between 9th and 8th Avenues in, in, in Manhattan on the same theater, on the same uh, road as Moulin Rouge. Uh, I don't know the name of that theater, but that theater where Kinky Boots and Moulin Rouge are, where, where Kinky Boots was, Moulin Rouge is, um, he, he and his partner, they did a... They did a a Facebook Live or Instagram Live or some type of video, and it's going, it's making the rounds too because they were like they do this weekly or nightly some type of bike ride with a bunch of people, like up to like forty people, and they put all these lights on on, on their person and their bike, and they ride around New York City. I think sometimes drinking a little bit, whatever, what, whatever the case. I may saw be. them. So I ended up seeing them when we went to go pick up Patty, and you and um, you and um, Patty and Austin, Austin. went one way, yeah. and then. Me and Jacob got into a different car. Um, we saw all these bikes. I was like, what's all these bikes with lights on them? Like, that's a weird form of uh-huh. protest. But that's, yeah, that's what it was. Wall, turns out it was them. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, they they, they did a, a video, and they were like, hey, listen, for everyone who loves to do our weekly bike ride, listen, the the bike ride is still on. I know like all these like protests are going on. And again, I'm just I'm, I'm summarizing these. These aren't exactly what they said, but this is the sentiment of what they were saying. I know that all this like crazy stuff is going on outside, but like our bike ride is still on. We have nothing to do with that protest. We're doing our own thing, and we're having our and we're having a good time. Pay no attention to that. Our ride is still going on. All right, guys. It was very that. So just to see the insensitivity and in someone who is. A business owner in a very, and yes, in a very queer neighborhood, queer space, and I'm sure they have lots of patrons. Bitch, I've, I've been a big patron of, of, of schmackeries. So just to see, and again, and then people started posting pictures like of them from their vacations and all this stuff. And of course, everyone in their circle of friends and their community of people are tall, um, what seems to be cisgendered white gay males. Um, uh, workout gym bunny types and it's just like they clearly don't have friends who are people of color or are sensitive to that segment of people so they don't have black friends they don't have brown friends all of them look and act the same way 
was gross. Bob? Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I'm here. It. It is. I just. I don't know. This feels like. I can say, I, I can say this feels like the past, but this this whatever we're in right now feels like any time from before I was ever born. I mean, this slightly feels a little bit like. Uh, 1992 with the Rodney King riots when I was so young, I was five years old and I vaguely remember the effects of the Rodney King riots for the years to come because people mentioned it a whole lot in pop culture and in media and the news, um, but I was five so I don't remember it much, but this is like wild and it's even even at that time uh, George Bush only uh, you know, used the US military to stop the riots that were happening just in LA and right now, and that was the California Coast Guard. And right now, it is the he's using the entire force of the U.S. military on U.S. citizens. There were tweets of him tweeting uh, people in Iran saying, um, in all caps, "Do not kill your protesters. Do not kill your pro." In full, in all caps, to the to the uh, leaders of Iran, "Do not kill your protesters." When it comes to Americans, what he said was, "When the looting starts, the shooting, the shooting starts." <laughs> God. What does that say about the value of the lives of the people protesting who don't have guns? And there's also a false narrative that the people at the protest, the protesters are the ones inciting the violence when that is not necessarily no. true. I just saw on the news with my own eyes how they were launching tear gas and marching horses into these protesters who were just with their hands up, literally just staring, saying hands up, don't shoot. And then I, I mean, I've had friends in LA who were like, I was there and they just started firing rubber bullets at us, which by the way, just for the record, rubber bullets are not actually made of rubber. Just so everyone knows that rubber bullets are technically non-lethal, but they can be lethal. You're supposed to shoot them at the yeah. ground so that afflict up at people. But there have been reports of cops just shooting their, directly at people's heads, which can indeed kill you. Um, yeah. And then there's also another false narrative that the people who are participating in the protest are the exact same people who are participating in the looting, um, which is not oh, necessarily not, it's true. The case. Not true. Not true. Not true. There are so many videos. There is a video of this. I don't know what city it was, and I should have said that, but I didn't. But of this of this black and young lady, and she's seeing these two white women covered like all you can see is, is the slits for eyes, and they have like you know covered in black whatever and black fabric and black clothing, and they're going on to Starbucks and they're taking black spray paint and they're spraying black lives blm all over the building they're like breaking windows and they're like hey what are y'all doing like stop doing that and they're like no we're doing this for black lives matter she was like she was like well i'm a black person i'm telling you do not do that please like do not like because when you see these buildings graffitied with black lives matter all this stuff they're not gonna say oh they're saying look at what these black people are doing to our businesses like it would be which is the narrative that is being pushed around which the world exactly at this point. what the, the thing that ben masters was this story that ben masters was just spinning on his uh, Instagram was a story that because black it was people did all this yeah. stuff to me, I won't be doing anything for black people because of everything black people have done to me over the course of my life. So then you go back yeah. to your Starbucks where you used to work, where you used to get coffee every morning, or exactly. whoever owns that franchise, and you think to yourself, look what black people did to me. And also, there's exactly. also another narrative. People aren't realizing that a lot of the people who are doing looting, some of them don't have anything to do with the protest. Some of these looters are just opportunists using the protest as an opportunity to go in and get their own Jake little thing. Paul. Jake Paul, that really problematic YouTuber, the one who got in trouble for going to the um, the Dead Garden or like the Dead one, yeah. Forest. Yeah, he. Yeah. There's a videos of him in Arizona in the middle of a looting thing, and he's like, "Oh, I wasn't looting. My, um, we were just like documenting the whole thing." And it's like bullshit, 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 bullshit. But it's like people like Jake Paul. They're like they, he's like in this Fresno mall, and they're like 
And you know, I watched the video. Yes, there were one or two brown folk there, but the majority of these people were 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 white kids. You know what I mean? And no shade to them, but it's like the narrative is going to be look at what Black Lives Matter did to our mall. Black Lives Matter came in and they looted and they broke and, and they broke down our store. And the Black Lives Matter is the organization that is that is taking the heat for that. But I do want to give a um, a nod and a shout out to Target because Target basically said, "Loot our stores, we'll be fine." And not in those words exactly, but they Target put out a put out a really 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 long statement. They were like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna like read it really quick." We are we are a community in pain. That pain is not unique in the Twin Cities. It extends across. Don't America. read it so but fast. Slow down. Slow down. You're reading it. You're like no. speeding through it. We it's an hour long <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> The murder of George Floyd has unleashed the pent-up pain of years as the killings of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. We say their names and hold a too long list of others in our hearts. As a target team, we've huddled, we've consoled, we've witnessed horrific scenes similar to what's playing out now and and wept that not enough is changing. And as, and as a team, we vow to face pain with purpose. Every day, our team wakes up ready to help all families and on the hardest days, we cling even more daily to that purpose. As I write this, our merchant and distribution teams are preparing truckloads of first aid equipment and medicine, b- bottled water, formula, baby diapers, and other essentials to help ensure that no one within the areas of heaviest damage and demonstration is cut off from meter supplies. Our store ed and HR teams are working with all of our displaced team members, including the more than 200 team members from our Lake Street store in Minneapolis. We will make sure that they have their full pay and benefits in the coming weeks, as well as access to other sources and opportunities within Target. We'll, co- we'll continue to invest in this vibrant crossroads of Stewart, Longfellow, Phillips, and Powderhorn communities, preserving jobs and, and economic opportunity by rebuilding and bringing back the store that has served as, as a community source since 1976. So basically saying... Did you say yes, full pay and benefits? Pu- full pay and benefits. And also I mean, they may as well just fucking... Uh, at, they may as well just at Ellen next time, girl. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so basically like Target, like they understand and they're not like saying... So, so, so for all the people being like, yeah, but look what they did to Target. Target is like, we'll be all right. We're fine. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we need yeah. more places to say. And I want to shout out also people like Aquaria who have been so vigilant, Trinity, Trinity the Tuck, and um, who have been so vigilant and have been really using their platform and their voice. Aquaria has been shouting out these designers like, "What the like? Where the fuck are y'all? Y'all use black models for um, uh, all these beautiful um, African models from the Sudan, wherever. And now, now is the time for you guys to step up and be active in this fight. And y'all are just being radio silent. So shout out to Aquaria. I really want to shout her out. She's a, she's really a fucking fierce ally. It just really has blown my mind how, especially in the queer community, how these folks who just started turning against black people, mm-hmm. or or did they start? Or have they been them been that way? That's the real tea. I mean, yeah. I saw uh, um, Shea Coulee uh, retweeted a, a video of, of a guy who decided to uh, attack some protesters. He decided to attack protesters uh, in his neighborhood, and then the protester knocked him out. Not he punched him. He fell down. And he hit his head. He well, I saw this video. Yeah. So yeah. then he went home, not knowing that there was a video of it, and he made up a whole. By Madison lot. Beer from from Super Super Secret Celebrity Drag Race, Madison Beer caught it on her video. Yeah. So he went and so he went home and he made up this entire like crazy fucking lie. So if you look on Shea Coulee's uh, Twitter, you you'll probably find the video. And there's like a tweet right underneath it. He was like, I was just at my 12 year old birthdays, um, 12 year old brother's birthday party. And then all of a sudden these Black Lives Matter people, thugs, came up and hit me with a skateboard. And six of them jumped me and 
beat me and almost left me for dead. And then someone DM'd him and he was like, yeah, there's no video of it. I'm so sorry there's no video, but it happened. And like, I can't believe I had to go through this. But he fully lied. That's not what happened. He ran up to someone, tried to attack them. They hit him instead. He fell down. And then he tried to act like um, he got jumped by, t- by, by six thugs out of nowhere. And I'm like, you really just turned like... I don't know if I can even say that they that there's turning on us because that person was probably never with us to begin with. Right, right. And I and I, I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier. So I'm trying about to find Trump. it. I'm looking down. I'm trying to find it. Keep talking. Um, this goes back to those people um, that you were saying, um, the Trumpian people who has he he is just emboldened them to be out and honest with their racism as opposed to being covert racist. They're like, oh no, Trump is in office, bitch. I can be racist as much as I want to be. It's just like that guy also was showing me earlier. This guy who had a crossbow, Bob. He went into his car, and he pulled out a fucking crossbow, and he's like wielding it into an, an, into a sea of protesters, acting like he's about to shoot them with his crossbow. And then um, all, some protesters got around him, they snatched it, and they all jumped him to get to, to, to so he could not shoot them dead with a crossbow and then he went on and he uh, these idiots think that no one saw it and he was like yeah I was just in my car sitting in traffic and these protesters came and they knocked me and they beat me up cut to the video circ- uh, is, is circulating out and everyone and now he looks real stupid because we see you with this fucking crossbow attempting to literally assa- uh, kill people in the street so I found the 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 post he, he has now uh, made his profile private uh, it said Peaceful protest, I think. I was minding my own business in front of my residence when thugs and looters started stealing from small businesses that we all protect. I said, stop stealing from these people, and they bashed me with a skateboard. Six thugs almost beat me to death and killed me because I told them to stop looting from my community. I am forever changed. Meanwhile, that's just fully not not true. true. The video surfaced and they found out mistake. And then he, someone wrote him and they, they wrote that he wrote this letter back. Thank you so much. There's a Twitter video going around showing me and my boyfriend pushing people off our property. That was um, after we asked them to leave us. I was celebrating my nephew's 12th birthday party um, and I couldn't take it anymore after I saw people looting and I was pissed off. After I confronted them, I was bashing the head with a skateboard. There's no video of that because my boyfriend and um, and my was trying to protect me as soon as possible. People know I'm not the villain, but I will let them know people won't steal from us. And I'm like, bitch, there is a video. There was no weapon, there, there was video. no skateboard, there were not six people. It was you versus one person, you got your ass handed to you. Also, but then I you did... go back on your social and you say, look what black people did to me. And then people exactly. believe that narrative. And I'm seeing this narrative being played out over and over and over again. People saying, look what black people did to me when either black people did nothing to you, or you, or you know, you're spinning this crazy narrative, being like, "This is why I'm not going to help in Black Lives Matter because black people did this to me." When exactly. it's just a fully fabricated story. Well, you know, and this is to me, this is one of the most disheartening things is seeing in the news so many different stories of a police being so violent. There's a whole I posted on my Facebook uh, uh, yesterday, last night before I went to bed. It's a whole. Um, uh, a four-minute video of just in the past two days of, of police being so brutal and so violent to the protesters. I mean, when they are complying with what they are asking, they're like, move this way and get out of the street. The person turns around and is walking the way that officers are asking them. An officer literally takes his fucking boot and kicks this person to the ground. And the, the, the guy falls to the floor and the other six guys, they all jump this guy. It's like, 
it's like, how is this our reality right now? And then you see things like, I, I, I have the stories here because I'm just so, right before we started this podcast, about two hours ago, um, what's her name? J um, oh, Yasmin Jackson, who is Joe Jackson's granddaughter, um, Michael Jackson's mm -hmm. dad. She was stabbed seven times in a racially charged attack. She was minding her own business. Um, let me is she dead or is she alive? No, she's alive, but she has a really brutal, crazy stab on her face. Like, that's about, like, four inches long, and she has a really deep one in her leg. And then she was like, and then she she posted an Instagram story of, of, of the one in her leg. And she's all stitched up now, and she posted one in her leg. She was like, she's like, this is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Because when the, when, when the woman stabbed me, she looked me right in my face, and she twisted the knife as it was inside of me. It's like, people don't even understand the generations and the years of trauma that black people will endure after this because of all of this. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like the generational repercussions of all of this, I think about more. Like I posted on my um, Twitter, my Instagram, that little girl, Philando Castillo's daughter, every time I think about it, I get so emotional because I, that little girl to see, she, she has no idea that her dad is dead. She sees her mom in this car screaming in pain and she, and she has to be the strong one for her mom because, and she has to be like, mom, please don't scream. And mom, please don't, because I don't want them to kill you. And to think that her whole life, like that is going to be in her brain, in her mind. And the same people who like for, that she is supposed to trust, like these cops who are supposed to keep her safe, the people she's supposed to call if she is in trouble or she's getting raped or whatever like those people that she is supposed to lean on she can't because these are the people killing the people that look like her and that I mean every time I think I get so emotional I feel for that little girl and and you know and now it's it's also I don't know it's just it that's that I just feel every time I just think about it. I, I, I can't think about it too long because I just think about that moment for her and the trauma that she'll have forever yeah. forever it's I mean, so i've seen the video it's really it's so hard to watch and, and it's hard to keep seeing all these videos every day and you just wake up and then there's a new one and then there's and the no shortage of videos and i saw this video of this this uh this like young man he's 21 years old and he's in the front yard of his apartment and he's got his hands up and there's like cops pointing guns at him and one of the cops in the videos yells that he's pointing the gun at him because he ran a red light or ran a stop sign and there are these cops with guns drawn on this man guns multiple people with guns and the guy is just he's a grown man and he is crying and he's just literally begging for his life, he's just begging, please don't shoot me, I'm so scared and he's like crying like a baby and he's crying and he's like, I'm just scared. I'm just scared. I'm scared. Emasculating um, people, making them feel like and nothing. And then like it's they not were about emasculating. It's dehumanizing. Dehumanizing. Fuck it, demasculating. Taking away someone's man. You're taking away your humanness. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. this man is literally begging for his life. And then I've seen a video of 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 of, um, of, of George Floyd. He's literally on the ground literally begging he's like, i just can't breathe they're going to kill me you're watching someone's last moments and yeah. it's been broadcast for all of us to see all across the world and we just can't stop seeing it and then for the leader of this country to come out and then instead of standing up for that he just yells out stuff like he tweets out that white supremacists have nothing to do with this and then 
you know, other fucking people out here telling me why they won't stand up for black people. And it just seems to like eliminate so much. It feels like the covers have been pulled back and we're seeing all the nasty shit that's been there the whole time. It just, in all of that, I think that another startling thing that I'm just noticing is that even in this, in all of, in, in us pulling, as you say, pulling back the curtain and seeing all of this, all of this really, really, really seriously racist underbelly is that it's still, people are still just slaughtering people. The young guy, James, uh, what's his name? James, sorry. James Skurlock. Bob, it happened yesterday. It happened last night in Omaha, Nebraska. He was protesting. They were out there and this, this really... This gentleman literally, um, he pushes him to the floor and he pulls out a gun and shoots this man in the street. Literally just last night. So it's just like these people, they have no shame and they're saying that, they're saying that A, he was defended. So the Omaha prosecutor says white bar owner will not, um, a white bar owner killed black protester in self-defense. So he is, at this moment, he's not being charged. No charges have been filed. Imagine shooting someone in cold murder, cold blood, and it is on video. People th th people have seen this video, and they're saying no charges will be filed, self-defense. That is the immediate response. It is just... And then, it you, is, and then you have um, Donald Trump coming on television saying... If you are protesting, you will be persecuted to the fullest extent of the law with maximum jail time. But anyone doing any of this stuff to the protesters or to black people are being, uh, they're getting nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. And it is also, and again, protesters like you, we're, people are here protesting peacefully, um, uh, 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 listening to what law enforcement is saying, but still protesting and, and hands up, don't shoot. And you have literally dr thousands of people going to state capitals with assault rifles, guns, machetes, crossbows, axes, whatever you are, storming the state capitol because they want to go back to eat at restaurants and get haircuts. And those people are good guys, but people protesting for equality are thugs it is just the double standard and it is and it is just blatant that's why it does not surprise me it's so blatant it's so out in the open they're not trying to hide it anymore it is just they're like yeah this is how we feel and what that is that's what it feels like to me yeah it's uh it just doesn't look it like doesn't she had, make a, a, me... a change like how can you how can you see change like, i honestly i honestly don't know i just i i don't feel hopeful one bit it doesn't but make really me don't. feel. It doesn't make me feel at home in this country. It doesn't make me feel welcome in this country. For the first time in my entire life ever, I thought today, like, where would I move? I literally thought that today. Where would I move? Where should right. I move? For the first time, oh, I just got a fucking. It's a curfew. Yeah, curfew effect. Yeah, okay. curfew. Uh, Austin just saw me. Yeah. So everyone, um, we just got the reason my video cut out for a second. We just we all just got a curfew alert. alert. <laughs> Um, New York City. Like, I, I don't feel like this is a place where I would feel safe. And by this place, I mean my home. Anywhere within, anywhere from sea to fucking shitty sea. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Is this what Trump meant by make America great again? Does this feel great? 
I think so. I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely think that this is what they mean. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. I believe that 100%. But it's also, in my mind, I think what is next in terms of the election. And I know, and I know, I know, I know, again, Biden is not my first choice, my second choice, my third choice, my fourth choice. But at the end of the day, if, you know, Biden was to win the office, please, dear God, I know at least there's a lot of work to be done in order of fixing things with him. But at least I don't think this would be our reality. Or, you know, you know, okay, I don't think this, again, Biden coming to office will not fix um, racial injustice overnight. We all know that. But I think that not having the person at the top of the country not sharing that same mindset and rhetoric as the racists who are living in our country, I think it would help. You know what I'm saying? That's why when people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to vote blue no matter who because I know it will help our situation and not hurt it even more. Well, what's upsetting is that like, and I heard people saying it last, uh, four years ago with Hillary and uh, and um, Trump, they were saying, this is what we have to choose from. It's the lesser of two evils. And I feel that even tenfold this year. Um, and this is like, I, it, part of me is like this, like Americans have shown us with their votes, with their dollars, with their social media, with their businesses, with their words, with their tweets, with their posts, with their everything. They have shown us time and time again, they really don't give a fuck about us. And that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it feels like. And it just, um, and it makes you think about that in the face of everyone you see, you, you just think like you don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. Or people who look like me or people who stand up for me. Um, and you just don't feel welcome. And I know, guys, this is not like a normal sibling rivalry. I don't even know how long we've been talking at this point. I don't know if this is short or if this is long. I just don't even know how much more I can talk. I just feel, I just feel like yeah. I've, like I feel as as tired as I've ever felt in my life. I've never felt this tired. I was, I, I, I've I never, I've that never felt this tired in my in all, in all of my years. I've never felt this tired. I don't feel like being funny. I don't feel like putting on outfits. I don't feel like doing. I don't feel like playing a video game to take my mind off of it, watching TV. Yeah. It just, um, it really doesn't feel good. It yeah, really it really doesn't. And, and honestly, and I, I, I tweeted that earlier too. I'm like, people understand, um, you know, people who are just getting in hip to the struggle and who are just starting to fight. It's like, black people as a whole have been fighting for five centuries to be free. For five centuries since the start of slavery. In this country alone. In this country, you know, we have been f- for 500 years. So it's like, bitch, and again, I'm only 30 years old. You're only 33 years old. We have just joined the fight, but bitch, I am already exhausted. You know what I mean? It is exhausting to have yeah. to fight to be a human being. It is exhausting to have to fight to exist when the only thing that is different than us is the color of our skin. Like that, like it is just, it is, it is, it is a level of exhaust that I can't even verbalize because I just think about people who has, who are still alive and who have been fighting since they were, since the, since, since the sixties, since civil rights, since before that, like people who are still, who are enduring this now after all of that, it's like, 
it's like how do you keep hope that change would ever happen when it's going on 80 years and it's still for all intents and purposes the same and on top of that i'm like getting calls after calls text after text how are you like yes. i mean well well-meaning people i'm like let me tell you right now if your fucking black friends don't respond to your text it ain't about you mary it has nothing to do with you. Like, right. don't be like, are yes. you both? Like, I don't have time to cater to your needs when I'm trying to, like, keep my head above water. On yeah, a please say that level. shit again. And say just, that shit loud, girl. Thank you. And, like, and, and like, what do I need to do? It's like, fucking figure it out. Now, Research. so black people have been put in this situation, and now it is our job to tell you what to do to not be this way. I've had too many conversations with too many fucking people this week alone about yeah. all this shit and it just it's just it's too much it's exhausting it's it is much. exhausting it is too much but, but um the truth, yeah i yeah i don't want i don't want to feel hopeless i want to feel like there's a a a, a a an end to this and i, I should have fucking known some shit when i fucking saw abortion laws going back on the fucking books that, that was a it's like it was slowly but surely everything that was undone is being re, un, everything that was done is being undone in that same order yeah yeah but I mean in the same um, order I, we're just going backwards in the same order as Amanda Seals says you know whatever your form of activism is Fucking do it. If you're a writer, bitch, write. If you are, you know, because that, that is a lot of, of, I think, people like, they're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, whatever your thing is, fucking do it. If you are a preacher, go and preach. If you are an artist, go and make some art. If you are an entertainer, go entertain in what way you know how in order to affect change. You know what I mean? So when in doubt, do your thing and stop asking black people to tell you what to do. Bitch, you have a phone. As you always tell me, bitch, your phone has every answer to every question you need to know. That's true. Fucking look it up. Use your phone. You have the answer to literally every question in the world on this fucking iPad right here. Eric Garner. John Crawford III. Michael Brown. Ezell Ford. Dante Parker. Michelle Cuso. Laquan McDonald. George Mann. Tanisha Anderson. Akai Gurley. Tamir Rice. Remain Brisbane. Jeremy Reed. Matthew Ajabadi. Frank Smart. Natasha McKenna. Tony Robinson. Anthony Hill. Maya Hall. Philip White. Eric Harris. Walter Scott. William Chapman II. Alexia Christian. Brendan Glenn. Victor Emmanuel LaRosa. Jonathan Sanders. Freddie Blue. Joseph Mann. Salvador Ellswood. Sandra Bland. Albert Joseph Davis. Darius Stewart. Billy Ray Davis. Samuel DuBose. Michael Sabby. Brian Keith Day. Christian Taylor. Troy Robinson. Ashan, Ashams Pharaoh Manley. Manley. Felix Cumi. Keith Harrison McLeod. Junior Prosper. Lamontez Jones. Patterson Brown. Dominic Hutchinson. 
Anthony Ashford. Alonzo Smith. Tyree Crawford. India Kager. Levante Biggs. <sighs> Michael Lee Marshall. Jamar Clark. Richard Perkins. Nathaniel Harris Pickett. Benny Lee Tigner. Miguel Espinal. Michael Noel. Kevin Matthews. Betty Jones. Quintonio Legrier. Keith Childress Jr. Janet Wilson. Randy Nelson. And Trinise Scott. Wendell Celestine. David Joseph. Callan Rockmore. Dijon Perkins. Christopher Davis. Marco Loud. Peter Gaines. Tori Robinson. Darius Robinson. Kevin Hicks. Mary Chuzillo. DeMarcus Seymour. Willie Tillman. Terrell Thomas. Syville Smith. Alton Sterling. Philando Castile. Terrence Crutcher. Paul O'Neill. Alteria Woods. Jordan Edwards. Aaron Bailey. <sighs> Ronnell Foster. Stefan Clark. Antoine Rose II. Botham Jean. Pamela Turner. Dominique Clayton. Tatiana Jefferson. Christopher Whitfield. Christopher McCorvey. Eric Reason. Michael Lorenzo Dean. Brianna Taylor. James Skurlock. George Floyd. Oh, it's just, it's really affecting me a lot. Wait, Bob. Yeah? I love you. I love you too, man. A lot, actually. I Despite everything you've done. I'm just kidding. Um, I love you a lot. <laughs> Podcast Network.